everybody. This is Rochelle Marie hosting. This is DFW's Real Estate Best, where, as you know, we have some of real estate's best in DFW here on the show Wednesdays at 11 a.m. We are live streaming through the difference. So make sure if you're watching this live to hop onto their Facebook page. You should see that link scrolling at the bottom there. Give it a share because you're not going to want to miss what is happening on today's show. The incredible guests, both business and agent, top agent, that we have joining us today. We're gonna to be talking about how to be relational over transactional. Obviously in real estate, this is a very transactional business, but you're gonna hear from some of the best how they make sure to be more relational and uh, you know just give that extra level of customer service to the clients they serve. So we're gonna be touching on that. We're also gonna be focusing on teams. You're gonna be hearing from two people, uh, two, three different people, from two different businesses that have built incredible teams. And uh, so we're gonna be talking about that, how to structure your team, how to build it for success. And so again, you're not gonna wanna miss and uh, just hearing their stories, how they got into real estate. And so I'm gonna welcome on here, Mohammed Jabber and FCS Foundation in Concrete Services. We have Joaquin, who's the CEO, and Rodrigo, the sales manager, joining us today. So welcome, guys. Hi, how And are while you? you're coming on there, we want to give a shout out again to Lendon from The Difference. As mentioned again, he is the one that powers our live stream and podcast. And so if you are a business whether you know a one-man band or a big corporation and you just want to expand your digital footprint online, we recommend connecting with him. And we're going to give you some time at the end of the show, Lendon, to share more about what you do. But welcome, Mohammed. Welcome, Joaquin and Rodrigo. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Hi. Yeah. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Doing great. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad to have you guys on the show. You all are just incredible members of our Dallas Real Producers community. Joaquin and Rodrigo, you guys are a part being a vetted business of ours. You guys were actually nominated by a fellow top agent of yours, Mohammed Blake Phillips. And uh, Mohammed, you are you are one of the top 500. I believe this is your second year in a row, and uh, you are the team principal at the Summit Group. So. Just, I know I've heard your story and I'm excited for those listening in to hear your story in a moment here, but you guys go back some years. How do you guys know each other? Uh, well, I met Mohammed, I believe uh, it was Taylor Warner is another contractor that I know that I've been knowing for a lot of years. And Mohammed was dealing with a property that had a lot of, I will say one of the, one of the hardest properties we fixed in the past. It was over there by Marshland and Webb Chapel. And uh, I, I think from what I can remember, that house was off like 16 inches or something like that. So, and that's how I met him. We, we went through that first project and he was really happy with the work. And I think we've been working out for about four or five years and it's been great. Awesome, awesome. Um, well, what do they say about relationships, right? The best of relationships are built through some of the the hard, the hardest circumstances. If you if you get through it, and uh, it sounds like you guys navigated that well to be continuing on in this good partnership years later. 
But Mohammed, I want to dive into your story first. Okay. You are actually born and from the Middle East, a place that's near and dear to my heart, although I haven't been to Jordan yet. Uh, been to some other places in the Middle East, but uh, you were you did not set out to be in real estate. So why don't you share a little bit of your journey and how you uh, came into doing real estate here in DFW? Yeah, I mean, I think that... Um, when, as you said, I, I moved here when I was 16 years old, went to college, and then I liked living in the U.S. too too much, so I stayed. Um, and early on, I got into banking and the mortgage business, and I thought I was going to really be climbing the corporate ladder. And uh, and and there's always like a nagging uh, of wanting to do something more aligned with what my strengths are. Uh, while I was successful at what I was doing in banking and I kept growing um, really towards the, the last couple of years that nagging became louder and louder, which it really made me take the step to get into real estate. And as any people, anybody who is listening to this, um, real estate people know that um, taking that leap of faith is probably the hardest part. But then after mm. that, um, I think because it's a, it's a career move that really aligns with my values and my purpose, it was really um, easy to be good at it. So uh, that was the story. Yeah, with the hundreds of top agents that I've met with, I can't tell you how many times I've heard that term, the leap of faith, you know, going from the corporate uh, stable, steady job to real estate where it's it's really on your shoulders, Absolutely. you know what what you're gonna to bring in, how well you're going to do. But good thing you had that entrepreneurial background. Um, you know, you grew up again in the Middle East, and you said that you grew up in a family of entrepreneurs. Yeah, and so, yeah. How did that influence you in your work in real estate? I mean, I think um, seeing. In the Middle East, there's basically two lines. There's not a lot of huge corporations, at least when I was growing up in the Middle East. There was either government jobs or you own your own business. And a lot of the business owners were small business owners. So my family uh, is uh, is all business owners. So watching uh, my, my father uh, growing up, knowing that, you know, it takes a lot of hours and time uh, to put into and pour into your business. And sometimes you might not reap the rewards or have a consistent um, income. Um, it is something that you have to kind of think through. Um, we are very much here, a culture of corporations and people are used to right. incomes. And, and um, if I haven't had that, I, I think it would have been harder. Um, also seeing my brothers, both of them, really kind of got out of the, the corporate world and did their thing. Uh, seeing them succeed kind of helped me kind of follow the footsteps. I love that. I, I think that that is so huge. You know, being an entrepreneur, being in real estate, having your family, you yeah. know, as, as examples to you, you know, through those hard times where you're just sewing, sewing, hoping you're going to, you know, get some business back um, and just helping you through those hard times. Now, certainly you are that example to people around you being a top 500 agent here in Dallas and specifically your team, 
which I know you are passionate about your team and I'm excited to get more into this later on and especially with Joaquin and Rodrigo who I know are also passionate about teams but um, you specifically chose your name the summit group instead of the Mohammed uh, and Jabber I was gonna say nor Jabber, <laughs> nor Jabber there you go I'm saying it all um, you specifically chose that name to cater to your team why don't you share about that yeah so I mean there's in, in real estate, there is a lot of ways to be successful and there is a lot of ways to build teams. Um, I think that one of the things that we, we both share, us and you know, Rodrigo and his company, is our passion for our taking care of our clients and providing value. And in this business, to be able to provide value, it really takes a village and you cannot do it alone. So... Um, there comes in then thinking through what type of structure do I want to build my team to be able to uh, better serve my clients? Because at the end of the day, that's what we're here for, right? Right. Uh, if, if we are serving our clients, then um, everything else takes care of, of itself. So um, we, uh, when, when myself and another member, Michelle Hobson, were kind of bouncing ideas around you know, our vision initially was to um, start a team where we are equals. It's not really uh, a one-man show. Um, while there is nothing wrong with doing that, you know, I think for uh, the purpose of why we needed a team, the way we ended up setting up our team uh, kind of works for us. So um, we really wanted to structure a team to be able to uh, provide value, share resources, collaborate, and bring you know top producing agents together, um, be partners on a team to be able to help each other out and continue grow our community together. So um, that was really the main goal. And to make it easier, we really wanted it to be less about me or Michelle, and wanted it to be more about you know the team to be able to bring on that big talent to the team and to grow and brand themselves. It would be easier to do so under a name that kind of encompasses the value that we uh, cater to. And, and it is really, uh, and we chose the summit group because we truly believe that our purpose is to elevate the real estate experience for our client. Awesome. I, I love that. And I, I think back to actually my grandpa, I'm originally from Canada. Some of you might know watching there. Um, dual citizen with the States, but he started a big organization and he had that choice too, to yeah. put it under his name or, you know, choose a general name that other people could more easily run with. And he chose like yourself, um, having such a heart for people, the team joining the organization, he wanted it to live past him, you know, once he was gone. And so, yeah, I know definitely there are others that that share that same heart as you with the name. And I love the name, the Summit Group. I think that that speaks exactly to what you do. And speaking of another name that uh, in the business that speaks exactly to what you do, FCS, Foundation Concrete and uh, Services, that definitely uh, speaks to what you guys do there. And so I wanna shift gears and Joaquin, you started the company. Rodrigo, you joined a little bit later. But Joaquin, firstly, share, how did you envision starting FCS? Um, I moved from California in 2007 to Texas 
and I used to uh, uh, buy and sell homes in California. So, you know, I came here, I wanted to try it. I worked uh, corporate retail most of my life as management. And I decided to start my business, which is a lot easier here in Texas and California. Um, I bought a house and needed a lot of foundation work. And actually was in Arlington, Texas. And uh, near like 58 years, something, you know, that you never see back in other states. Um, so I, you know, I got a few estimates and, and then after that, I mean, I like doing, you know, I like, uh, 2008 came up. So the market was a little soft and I needed to do something. And I, I saw as a good opportunity to start. And the reason we named it foundation concrete services was because it's like kind of, it, it sounds generic, but it's, it's, it's like, uh, it opened a lot of door for us, uh, to, uh, you know, to, to create a good service, uh, an easy service for the customer. Because I saw the need, uh, you see a lot of uh, contractors that are not, uh, they're not very professional and they don't give you uh, a good solution to the problem. So that's, that's how everything started. Right. You know, also the name is because uh, you have, it covers two of the main categories. You know, in Texas with all the, extreme temperatures that it changes, you know, foundation and concrete to the major, you know, the biggest problems that they have. So, you know, that, that encompasses, you know, two big categories in the construction industry. Right. Yeah. And I'm going to throw back to Canada here again, coming from Canada. That was totally new for me living in Texas, hearing about the foundation. I mean, goodness in Canada, every home has a basement. And so uh, anyways, completely different world here, but I love the name again, meeting with a lot of businesses as well. Um, there's something about when your name has clarity and someone can know from your business name exactly what you do. And so I think that that is key. And I tell you with some businesses I meet with, you read the name and you don't know how it relates or my brain wouldn't even go there um hearing the name thinking about the services they provide so i love it but rodrigo how did you join joaquin i know when you initially joined him you were not thinking this would be long term but you fell in love with the business well you know at the time when i joined joaquin and the way i met him was i had a I had a graphic design and printing business so with my brother and you know uh, Joaquin came in the picture when I met him. He only had about two years uh, doing, you know, foundation repair. So I came in, uh, we talked a lot of ideas. Uh, you know, we developed basically the entire website, all the printing and all the, all the design that he needed, the logo and everything at that time. And the more, you know, when you're dealing with a client like that, you got to do a lot of research, right? So I, I did a lot of research on his business and, every, and, and, and what the industry offered. And was very interested, you know, I, you know, I saw it as a good vehicle for me. And at the time I was going to college as well. So, you know, based on what the conversation that we had with uh, Joaquin, uh, you know, I saw a lot of potential. It was a, it was a, it was a way of me, you know, at the beginning of paying for my college and then, you know, kind of having a steady income and uh, ended up falling in love with the business, you know, uh, now 12 years later, it's been a great adventure, you know, we're in a position that I, you know, at the time I wouldn't imagine that, but uh, yeah, it's great. You know, I love what I do. I think the reason, one of the reasons why Mohammed uh, 
works with me is because they can see how passionate I, I am about my clients and about giving a good solution, a good service. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much it, you know? And that's, that's one thing I've heard consistently from both of you that you're passionate about providing solutions to people's problems. And so what are some of those problems that you're finding in this industry that you guys are able to provide solutions to? You know, uh, one of the, so top of the list, one of the biggest problems is inconsistency. So like, you know, uh, you, 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 you give a contractor a call uh, they may be okay the first service and then later on it's kind of like, you know, it gets harder and harder and harder to contact that person. Not only that, with pricing as well, you know, some a lot, a lot of contractors, they go up and down on their prices. And that's kind of, you know, we do, we work with a lot of realtors, we work with a lot of brokers, a lot of wholesalers. Um, and, and, you know, for you to run a, 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 a efficient business, you know, budgeting is a big thing. So when you're dealing with a contractor that can't give you a steady price, it's kind of hard to right. budget and plan the year, right? Uh, that's that's one of one of the problems. The other one, uh, and and that's something that we're great at at FCS, is being responsive. You know, uh, perhaps Mohammed can elaborate a little bit on that on how how his service been with us. But one of the things that we are is you know the moment that someone calls, you know, if we're not available, we have people that can text, email, answer calls, set up an appointment within 24 to 48 hours, you know, and then we provide it. And then not only that, when we do the estimate, we actually get, send it to the customer, you know, or we provide it on site on the spot, you know? Um, so those are, from what I can tell, those are two of the biggest, biggest issues that, that, that uh, most clients have with contractors. Right. And you not only provide just the standard slab foundations, you also focus on some specialty jobs as well. I uh, would love for you to, to share about that. Yeah, and, and one of the things uh, that we emphasize is integrity. So if we go to a house that needs some, especially we create partnership with realtors, because, uh, you know, in many instances, they tell you they need the work and they actually don't need the work. Or in many instances, the house needs more work than that you know most contractors will tell you the needs and we're honest with the customers we talk about plumbing we talk about framing we talk about electrical um, we, we give them a whole picture of what they're getting involved before we start the, the project the same thing with realtors is you know one of the, the biggest advantages and benefits that we have is partnership with realtors because they trust us and you know that's a very difficult business, and 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 realtors and that is a bit you know business to get into. So the more we get involved with it, the more we learn. It's a mutual partnership, and, um, and like I said, the main thing is integrity. It's, right. Yeah. Now I'm going to actually pause for a moment. I know I want to hear about some of those specialty jobs. So Mohammed, they're referencing you. They're referencing yeah. agents. We got to hear from you here because I know that you Absolutely. said. You know, when you had met Mohammed uh, or Mohammed Joaquin and Rodrigo, their company, you said something stood out. Um, I'd love for you to share what stood out about them and their business that years later, uh, they're still a partner of yours. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think they hit it right. The, the nail on, uh, on the spot. 
by saying that they understand relationships and they understand to build relationships with builder i mean with builders and real estate agents they have to do it with integrity because relationships are built on trust right and and for me to be able to um trust them few things have to happen and they talked about them you know responsiveness is, is important in our business because you know um we are an extension of each extension of each other's service um, it is important that I am able to depend on them to be responsive in a timely matter. Um, the other part is integrity, you know. So if I bring him on to a client's um, potential home they're purchasing or even home that they currently own, I want to be able to say to them that, to the client that, hey, they're not going to just quote you a project when you don't need it. So they're going to come and do the due diligence, listen, do their measurements, um, and then provide you with a solution that's tailored for the actual need versus of uh, the need to just kind of be transactional and sell you, um, you know, foundation work. Uh, because they understand that, um, they continue building strong relationships with me and I'm sure with other real estate agents. And I then I'm able to trust them and um, use them as an extension of, of my service. Because um, in what we do, you know, th there, there are ways you can be transactional in this business, but I would say majority of us real estate agents understand the importance of relationships. And that's right. what really kind of sets successful real estate agents apart. Um, because at the end of the day, the value that we provide is the thing that we can control and if you can take care of that and you can be consistent, you can be responsive as well um, and bring, you know, suggest and refer people who can do the same for all their real estate needs, then you have, you know, earned the right to be referred to, refer to other people and at the same time continue to grow your business. Right. That is so huge, uh, especially for those who have made it in that top one to two percent what is one of the keys? Why are they there in that top 500? Because they have nurtured those relationships. And I'm excited to talk more about that in the show. So stay tuned. Uh, those of you watching, we're going to dive into that, how to be relational versus transactional in a very transactional business. But certainly another one of those keys, as you mentioned, Muhammad, is who you partner with. Right. It is so crucial uh, because as you you put so well there, they are an extension of you. And so you need to similarly as us and real producers, you know, businesses that we say are RP vetted business. They're a real producers vetted business. They're a part of the community like FCS. We're very careful, you know, who we put our name behind because we realize they're an extension of us to some degree. We're putting our name behind them. And it's so important to keep the integrity of the community, the integrity of our name. And uh, those of you watching, in case you don't know, that top checkbox for us it, to consider a business becoming a part of our community is they must be nominated by a top producing agent like Muhammad um, or others uh, for us to even consider. And then there are some other checkbox and, and things we go through there, which FCS passed them all there. And we love having them a part of the community. But 
Yes, it is so, so crucial. And so, but Joaquin and Rodrigo, as I was mentioning a moment ago there, you know, you are FCS, Concrete and Services. What are some of those other services besides that standard slab foundation that you guys provide to clients? So, okay, so aside from doing foundation repair on slab, um, one of the things that I will say spe we specialize on in, in the foundation repair category is uh, historical homes, you know, repairing those really old 100, 120, 130-year-old homes, old PMB homes. So that's one of the things, you know, I, I can tell you not every contractor in the industry is, you know, is willing to tackle a project like that because, uh, you know, they're very difficult. It's, it's, it's not your standard type of uh, framing and construction that they normally do nowadays, you know, something completely different. I think for Mohammed, we've repaired a couple, a couple yeah. uh, old historical home for him as well. And uh, so in foundation What's the repair, oldest we one? So we obviously do foundation repair on slab. We do foundation repair on pier and beam, historical homes. Aside from that, we kind of built up from that, the, the maintenance aspect of it as well. You know, so we tackle drainage services, you know, Houses that have problems with, you know, water ponding next to the foundation or negative drainage, you know, we tackle installing French drains, regrading, surface drains. Uh, we do some pumps as well. Um, that's pretty much on drainage. On Then we have concrete. You know, we do both. On concrete services, we do the decorative concrete, you know, your standard flat, flat work like driveways, patios, pool decks. But we also tackle the the structural component of it. So, like if if, if there's people listening on, on right now and, and they're looking to expand their house, we do additions. We do additions for slabs. We do additions for pier and beam. We can either design it, or if you have a plan ready, you know, an architectural plan or engineer design, you send that to us, and we can build up a detailed quote on that. Um, and then, aside from that, we we started this past couple of years taking care of plumbing repairs as well. We always done tunneling and excavation, but this year we're building up our plumbing team so we can start taking care of those issues as well. Amazing. Amazing. Good. Yeah, I yeah, know. I love that. And I think you were saying the oldest home that you've done was 140 years old, people, those of you listening. <laughs> you got to have some skill to uh, repair a home that old. Imagine the foundation. And I think you were saying, Rodrigo, that homeowner got like 10 estimates or something crazy like that. And they just didn't feel comfortable with the yeah, other. It was, a, it was a house in, uh, in Bonham, Texas. And oh, wow. uh, it was a three-story colonial style house. And I'm telling you, that structure was, you know, people look at those houses and they think, you know, oh, a brick in, uh, a brick in, in concrete slab is heavy. I tell you, they knew how to build them right back in the day. I mean, those those historical homes <laughs> heavy, so they take very strategic. It is a very strategic way and systematic way to level and fix those houses. So we had to have a full team there, like ten people, two two leveling technicians looking at everything, and and you know, you talking about that estimate. Yeah, the gentleman had estimates go from like. 3,000, which was, you know, ridiculous for something that that difficult to like 30, 40,000, you know, and we came right at middle, uh, uh, mid-range on that. And yeah, I mean, it, 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 he, he's a dentist in Bonham, 
he was extremely happy. I mean, uh, he's referred us to so many people in Sherman, Bonham, Van, Van, is Van Helsing? Yeah, Van Helsing, yeah. So all throughout that area. So yeah, he was extremely happy with that. Yeah, I would say that was that has to be one of the most difficult projects we've done. Yeah, amazing, amazing. And before we go on to some shared values that you both have that I'd, I'd love to dive into because I think they're so good. Um, what you just mentioned about going the middle range, I know that that is something key, Rodrigo and Joaquin, that you talked about with me, that you're not pricing too low where you are sacrificing the quality and the future of someone's work that has been done on your home. You're not you know, out of the ballpark there, pricing it too high, doesn't make sense, but you're going mid-range. Talk, talk about that, Rodrigo. One of the, one of the things that me and Rodrigo emphasize is, is uh, you know, we want to be fair with our customers. At the same time, is uh, we want to give you a solution. So we present two different options. Uh, it's not so much about cost. It's about results. So in many instances, you know, we may be expensive, but we're going to give you a result. Because uh, an example, you know, we have done a lot of historical homes in McKinney on the M streets. Um, and, and people go all over the place. And, and Rodrigo is actually really good at it when it comes in his team. When it comes to give you a solution, like an example, you know, you go into a crawl space and the crawl space only has, you know, maybe six inches. And most companies don't want to deal with that because it's a lot of work. It's very intensive. It takes a long time. Plus, it takes a long time to get paid. You know, and most people and most small businesses deal with cash flow. But, you know, we give you a solution. We tell you, hey, there's no way you're going to pass inspections when you cannot crawl under, you know, under your house to fix your plumbing. You have electric underneath. Right. You got a box. So that's kind of stuff that makes us different than anybody else. You know, we've been honest. And the same thing goes with realtors. You know, I love our best customers. They tell us, hey, I'm making an offer of this house. Do you think how much it's going to take? And we're being honest. Say, hey, you know, this is some of the issues you have. I would recommend you to check your plumbing, your electrical. Uh, we go up into, into the attic sometimes, and you see rafters that are separating. And Rodrigo is very good at it. You know, he mentioned things that most companies won't even think about it. And you say, hey. You know, the foundation is going to be $10,000, but the rest of the stuff is going to be another fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 that, you know, most people, because of lack of lack of experience or lack of time, don't have the time to, to even buy it for that. So, you want to yeah. so, you know, one of the things that I will say that, that, you know, makes us very different is that before we send someone out to, like, do an inspection on a property, you know, I hope that, you know, by us talking and, and you can tell that, you know, we're very knowledgeable about what, about what we do. The same thing we train our people, you know, anybody that we send out to a, to a property, we want to make sure they go through extensive training before sending them out because, you know, they're, they're reflecting our name, right? And, uh, and uh, one of the things that, that, that makes us special is the fact that, you know, we don't just come out and we take measurements tell you this many peers is this much and then do a whole sales pitch on on why we're good right we actually the bit the biggest value that we provide doing our inspections is how we explain our our our, uh, our recommendation so we go from giving you the causes of the problem to giving you a detailed repair plan of what we're going to be doing we tell you why we're doing every specific part of that that estimate 
And we go very, we train our people really well on explaining the consequences of doing the repair. That's where a lot of, a lot of homeowners, there's, that's why they're scared of foundation repair because they hear, you, you know, you hear horror stories of saying, oh, you know, they came out and they destroyed my whole house. And now I'm stuck with, yeah, the foundation is fixed, but I don't know what to do with all these other issues. I don't know what to do with the plumbing. I don't right. know what to do with all these cracks. With So if we're, if we're going to be coming across a project that is going to need extensive repair, believe me, we, we prepare. It's our job, and that's what I was telling Joaquin, it's our job to prepare the customer, not just for the repair, but also for, 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 for the consequences of repairing it. And the consequences of not repairing, you know, that way they can make a, an educated decision on, on, right, on the matter. Right. If it means waiting more months to, you know, gather the funds and plan the project a little bit better, we don't have a problem with that. You know, uh, we prefer that versus, you know, uh, leaving a homeowner stuck in a situation they can't continue right, halfway right. through the process, right? I think that is so key going back to what we were talking about. Mohammed mentioned, you know, being relational over transactional. Mm -hmm. You're not just like, here's your problem, sign here, you know, pay the money. But you you are showing care for those customers. I'm one of those people that will ask you, okay, explain to me why. And so I love that you you walk them through that. And so I, I think that that is so key. And I think this is a perfect time to dive into that. And so Mohammed. You know, I, I would love to hear from you. So some practical ways. How do you be relational over mm -hmm. transactional in this business? Let's talk real estate agent here. All right. And and I think that goes for really what they do, too, because if you've listened to what Rodrigo's saying is very similar to what I'm about to tell you, which is I think the key to be relational is you have to listen first. And you have to provide a solution and you have to be able to do what you say you will do. And if you do those things, people are going to be happy with your service and appreciate the value that you provide to them. And in return, your business will continue to grow. I think there's mm -hmm. a lot of salespeople that go in and they already know the solution before they even listen to the problem. Right. And uh, whether it's foundation or whether it's a need to sell a home or whether it's a need to buy a home, each client's needs are completely different. And taking that time up front to truly listen and let them know that they're being heard mm -hmm. and understand that can save so much in the process, but also allow them to make the decisions. Because at the end of the day, they don't want to be sold to, right? right? They want to... They have a need that they need to fill. And our our job is to make sure that we provide the solution to fill that need. Right. So I, I think that that's the value that we both share in common. And with that, we can I can depend on, you know, Rodrigo and vendors like him who I select, you know, we select on the on the summit group to work with because we want to partner up with people who understand the same, you know, philosophy, because right. let, let's face it, if I was a, a good listener and I, I, I take on a client and I do all of that and then I send them to somebody who is going to walk in their door and just like tell them, sell to them, there's going to be a discontinuation of that service and they're going to feel right. that it's not seamless, right? So um, it is important to really interview who you're working with, uh, whether they're 
you know, vendors or whether even sometimes our clients, you know, because not every client are you going to be able to help and serve. I mean, mm -hmm. we, we are truly no. being a community, right? Right. Um, and when, when we talk relationships, kind of like what you even do, you're building a community, right? And you build right. a community by providing value. And sometimes everybody cannot be in that community. You know, right. only like-minded people can be in that community. Um, so we can continue to, you know, do what we like to do with people we like to do it with. Right. Talk about that for a moment. You know, as, as you said that, that just is like a, a, a wow moment for me because you won't hear that from a lot of agents that they will turn away a client, especially in today's market. Um, but I think that speaks incredibly to who you are, that you want to ensure that you are serving the right client. And, and that speaks so to what you were saying about listening to their needs. Can I provide, can I truly provide what they need or not? Expound right. on that for a few moments, Mohammed. I mean, I think it's, it's not so much that I want to turn somebody away to turn them away, but I think sure. because I want to provide the value and listen to the needs, sometimes the expectations are completely um, not realistic or I'm not able to provide that service. And it's, right. I'm, I'm better off and they're better off with working with somebody that can meet the need that they're looking for. Right. Uh, because, you know, in, in this business that we're in, our community is everything, right? And they are the ones who drive our business. They are the ones who can help us continue to grow. And without them, we won't be able to. I mean, our purpose is to serve the community. Right. Uh, that's what I get up for every day. So if I take on a client who um, I am not able to serve and I've done my due diligence up front and listened to their needs, and I understood that early on that I am not going to be able to serve them in the way that they want to be served, and I'm not going to be able to meet their needs, it's easier to say that up front, and then I'm able to then have the time and, and the energy to focus on the people and the clients and the community that actually uh, can be served. Right. And it truly is, you know, your group truly is built upon community. I remember you sharing that you do several events, uh, you know, during the year specifically for your clients. Absolutely. I mean, the, the, to, to, to grow a relationship, it takes, you know, getting to know that person, which, you know, you do need face-to-face -face time. You do need to be able to continue to get to know them on a personal level and let them get to know you. So we do have four different events a year, um, every single year at least. And that's a way for us to kind of bring our clients together and create a community for them to get to know each other as well. Um, we don't just stop there because, you know, all of our clients are not all extroverts, right? Everybody's not going to just jump on <laughs> and come sure. to me or, you know, um, and it takes us really being intentional and knowing who those people are. And then knowing that I might have to call a client who is more on the introverted side and set up a coffee time because that's how they want to be wow. with. So truly being intentional, understand how people want to be served and how people want to be treated is the key to all of it in building relationships. I think. Right. That is huge. I, I love that, how it's not just a, you know, here's what we do, one size fits all, but you are being specific 
like you said, you've listened to them, you've got to know them. And so, you know, if they're more that extroverted type or the introverted, don't take me to a party, right. take me on a one-on-one to coffee there. And so I think that's amazing. And would love just to talk a moment here um, because truly both of both of you guys, Joaquin, Rodrigo, you, Mohammed, you truly provide that extra level of customer service, customer first. And one thing I heard from you, Mohammed, when we had first met, oh goodness, uh, a while ago there, um, but you just shared with me something truly unique that you spend your marketing and everything on your clients only. Absolutely. Uh, talk about that, because that certainly yeah. is different from, and I know that that relates to how you drive your business. It is referral, referral, referral. And so we'd lo love to hear about that. Absolutely. I think um, I, the numbers kind of speak for themselves. I would say if you look at all research, most people will go online. There is a lot of information and data online, and they will go, and once they start, figuring out that they have a need to either buy or sell a home. They're going online and they're looking and they are, you know, browsing all kinds of websites. But when it comes time for them to make a decision, over 90% of people who are buying or selling a home are going to somebody they like and trust and asking them for a referral of somebody that they have worked with because they understand this is Buying and selling a home for most people—that's the largest transaction. They, they, right? And it's a very important one, and it's emotionally charged usually because there's always a life change that comes with it. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or whether you're buying because you having a child or an empty nest or what, whatever it is, there's always an emotional need that comes with the buy or the sale of a home. So. Instead of, of, of us this, at the summit group focusing on just uh, branding myself to, you know, all kinds of people that don't know me, right? I am going right. to sow the seeds and grow the community that I already work with. So our philosophy has always been to take care of the people that take care of you. And mm. we do that. In, in means of really strengthening the relationship. I mean, we do those right. parties, but the reason we do the parties is because we want to get to know our clients. Right. We do the coffees and uh, lunches and what have you because we truly care about those clients and they become, a lot of them become friends and we want to make sure that we continue the relationship. Right. And the relationship doesn't, you know, start or end by buying or selling a home. Yeah. You know, we want to be a trusted advisor for life. Yeah, I think that's amazing um, because I think it's such a mind shift, I'm sure, for other perhaps agents or aspiring agents to be listening in because a lot of them, you know, they will say their success is plugging into different communities. I'm part of this community, that community, and this community, like all, all sorts of different groups. But what's unique about what you're doing is you are creating your community and providing those opportunities. And like you said, instead of investing in those Google ads or, you know, those other marketing, um, you know, things out there, you are spending that marketing budget pouring into your clients, which then obviously they're friends with you. You're, you're doing life with them. You're pouring into them. They naturally just talk and refer you to their sphere of influence. So I think that's incredible. And Speaking of taking care of people beyond uh, the 
the buying of a home beyond the transaction. I think of you, Joaquin and Rodrigo, you, you take care of those relationships beyond um, that initial meeting. And I know that you do that two ways, one of which is your warranty and the other is that plan, uh, the education that you give the clients once the job is done, how to take care of the work that you've done. I'd, I'd love for you to share um, about that lifetime transferable warranty. Yeah, one of, one of the things we have done and uh, is, uh, you know, we, we, we're very high on integrity. So when we give our award, we give award. And uh, that's part of our transferable warranty. Uh, we, you know, we have a process. We have, we're very specific on what we do, how we do it. And we explain to the to the homeowner, you know, some of the conditions to keep that, that warranty stable. And we help them out, you know, keeping maintenance uh, on the property, on the lot. Because it's easier for us to do an adjustment. But the problem is, after you do the adjustment, the homeowner has to deal with Shear rock cracks or doors not sticking, or in some many occasions, uh, plumbing issues too. Because you know, you can live maybe four piers or a sec small section of the house, and it can affect the rest of the house. So, that's what you know. One thing me and Rodrigo have created is Rodrigo has created a maintenance program that helps the customer in terms of their grading, their maintenance, uh, making sure the plumbing is good. Because in most of these old homes, you have a uh, cast iron pipes and that you know it's just uh the longevity is not it's, it's more than you know more than we like to know so but uh he can elaborate a little more of that you know the, the the whole thing is just preparing the client for success right just like we want to prepare our crews we want to prepare our product or service for success we want to prepare them for success as well uh, you know one thing uh if you go around and do a survey and you ask all my clients They'll tell you, you know, we always pick up the phone, you know, and, and uh, in terms of whether it's an estimate or it's a warranty, you know, we treat it as the first uh, touch, uh, the first time we work with them, right? Uh, in terms of, uh, you know, preparing them for success, you know, after a repair is done, we're very detailed as to explaining them what's, what, what could be some of the issues they need to address so they don't have to go through this whole process uh, yes, you know, part of it, part of it, it's of course doing a good peer, good repair plant installation, right? But uh, a lot of it, you know, it's, 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 it's drainage maintenance. A lot of it is making sure there are no leaks under the house. A lot of it is, you know, it's, it's making sure, you know, any areas that have a lot of soil erosion, they get the, uh, the proper amount of water. So my maintenance program includes, you know, a, a watering control, right? So basically a design for home, trying to, you know, showing them when they need to water, when they do not need to water, with sprinklers, with drip systems, you know, many different types of, of way you can maintain your house. And the biggest thing is, you know, it's, and, and that's what a lot of, you know, the biggest dilemma in, when it comes to foundation repair, you know, when you're doing your research online, it's like, okay, I see on some places they tell me, they tell me to water. I see on some other places they tell me not to water, that I need to keep the mm. water away. So the biggest thing that we, you know, put on our maintenance program is, you know, it's how to keep a proper balance, you know, a, a good moisture right. balance underneath the foundation. Because that's what it's all about. You know, with in, in Texas, you know, the, the, with the, all the temperatures that we go, you know, we go from 100 degrees to like 
30 degrees and rain and dry season. <laughs> the ground oh, doesn't yeah. know what to do. So it expands and contracts. And that expansion and contraction is what causes the house to move. So what we do in our maintenance room is show them is show them how to balance that amount of moisture so that throughout the whole year they have the same amount of moisture and if they have that they're gonna they're not gonna have that much movement right it's gonna be pretty stable it's not just stabilizing with piers but also stabilizing with drainage stabilizing with proper watering and so on uh, but that's it's very detailed we we include it on all our jobs you know at the end at the end of the process. We, you know, we, of course, we provide our certificate of warranty. Our warranty, our certificate shows all the conditions, what we cover, what we don't cover. You know, it's all a very transparent process. That's good. Uh, we also include permitting. We include engineering reports, initials and finals. We include our plumbing test results. And then in that package, they get a maintenance program that talks about what to expect after a foundation repair, how to maintain your foundation. And, you know, yeah, so it's like I said, we prepare them really well to success. You know, we don't want, we want to make sure they don't have to go through this whole situation again. Yes. Like Mohammed, the relationship does not end once the job is complete. It, it continues. You're available. I think that's incredible. Now, we do not have a lot of time left. And so I want to do a speed round of questions here. Uh, one thing I wanted to dive into, which we didn't get a chance to, but we'll, we'll do it as a speed round question here. Um, teams, you both have been hugely successful in building teams that represent your values and, and the core of who you are. Quickly here, um, Mohammed, let's start with you. What is your, you know, you said there is a move in the industry right now to building teams. What would be your top tip to building a successful team that you would give agents who are looking to build a team around them? Build a team structure that complements your business values and your personal values. For, for us, for my team, the main thing is to be able to provide a service above, which means availability, responsiveness, um, very detailed, very professional, which means that it takes more than just myself and my fellow agents. It takes, you know, we have an, we have a, a, a marketing manager, we have a transaction coordinator. And to get that level of service, it takes that structure and it allows us to continue to grow and to be able to service our clients. So I would say pick a structure that works well, I think because we have, like I said, when Michelle and I started this team, because we have picked that structure, we were able to attract Paul Sanders, who is a top producing agent that complements our skill levels and brings something to the table that we all together, together can collaborate and improve the lives of our clients and communities that we serve. So key, be clear on your values. Uh, spend the time on the front end, yep. making sure you're clear yourself before you start gathering a team around you. Huge. Joaquin, Rodrigo, what is your biggest tip for building a successful team? So um, so pretty much one of the things and, and kind of relates to what Mohammed said, you know, I would say qualifying the people you work with, you know, really qualifying, you know, asking the questions, getting to know that person, because, you know, if you're bringing them to the team, 
you know, you, you want to make sure you have a good environment to work with. And, and at the same time, you want to make sure they provide some type of value to, to your business. You know, it can't just be a one-way relationship. It has to be both right. ways. Uh, on my end, I will say that, you know, really qualifying your team, uh, really focusing on building a good relationship with your team. Because, you know, that when you have a good environment, you have a good relationship with your team, believe it or not, you're at a coffee shop or you're at a conference or you're at an, 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 an event that attracts other leaders, other good right. people, and, you know, develop your team. So I will say, yeah, that, you know, qualifying your team and, you know, focusing on value, what value they can provide and what value you can provide to them. Yeah. And just to emphasize, you know, one of the things we, we take pride is that uh, we like to treat each other with respect and yes, take your opinions because in most cases we don't know everything. And we have guys that sometimes they don't speak English. But man, they, they can tell you, they can tell you many things that you you be, you know, you will right. not know. And the other thing we really emphasize is we take care of our members, our team members, right? You know, providing a good lifestyle. Uh, they have time with their families. Uh, you know, when they get off on Friday, they come back on Monday and they really come back to they really want to work. So most of our members have been with us for I think so. And the new ones have been five years, and most of the guys have been with us for like twelve to fifteen years. Wow. I have like uh, we have seven guys that when they started the business are still with us. So that says a lot about us. And Love it. You know, like Huge. most of our customers let us into their houses, from forty thousand dollar house to you name it, and we never had a problem. One of the customers, you know, one of the a team member being disrespectful in any way or form. So. That says a lot about us. That that is that's huge. And going to what you're both saying about you know it's so crucial the way you treat your team. I remember you saying, uh, Rodrigo, that Muhammad is one of the best realtors that you know because of the way that he treats his team. So think that that's uh, yeah seen in both of you guys, all three of you there. Uh, second question I want to ask, and I always like to ask those that are on the show is what motivates you, Mohammed? What motivates me is uh, growth. And when I say growth, I do not mean just, you know, money or, you know, just achieving a goal. Um, it's always to incrementally improve, right? So always to do better than um, feel that I can contribute. And that's what motivates me. Um, I think my community motivates me um like i said that's whether it's my clients whether it's my team whether it's my family whether it's my neighborhood all of that is my community and community can be selected yeah it's true rodrigo joaquin what would you say motivates you um you know me personally i will say learning you know um Growing up, I didn't have a chance of, uh, you know, getting, you know, having that much university education and, and so on. So the way I learn what I know, you know, what little I know is through other people, you know, through, through building relationships and listening and, 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 and mimicking and, and, and knowing when, 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 uh, when you don't know something, you know, be resourceful, you know, find the help. 
So that, that, that's one thing that I love about what I do is that I get to learn something new every day. And just the fact that, you know, we meet so many people, so many different, different, uh, different situations, you know, some situations are good, some situations are bad, but, you know, being able to, to have that challenge and fixing that problem, uh, it, it's just super exciting for me on a daily basis. Awesome. Yeah, one of the things that motivated, like Mohammed mentioned, is growth. And not only personal, but, you know, like seeing Rodrigo when he started with me, I mean, it's, just, it's great. I mean, you see the potential of people. Uh, we have, you know, new team members joining uh, every month. And it's, it's great. It's great to see what they're capable to bring into the organization and, uh, and just seeing how their life changes working for us. So, and, and that's, that is, I mean, that makes you feel good. Love it. I'm a big learner too. I love learning. So I definitely, um, I'm, I'm with you guys on that learning and growth. Huge. Last question here. Third one, one word answer only. I know you guys all like to travel. If you could hop on a plane tomorrow or hop in your car, where would you go? I'll start. I'll go to Paris. Pardon? Paris. Your parents' house. No, no, no Paris. France. Oh, France. Paris. Paris. I thought you said Paris. For me, my parents live in Africa, so I probably would say my parents. <laughs> Take I gotta me go visit Paris. Paris. Oh, love Paris. Joaquin, what about you? Uh, actually, I would like to go back to Turkey. Turkey. And, you know, I spend a lot of time, and I, I, I visit certain areas, but I would like to visit more. You know, I'm a, I have my history buff, I have a history degree, so I really enjoy going that part of the world. So that'd be great. Mohammed. So you said one word, so I'm gonna stick to that, Spain. Spain. I, I was I was sort of leaning towards a national park or something, because Mohammed, I remember you like traveling <laughs> those national parks. Oh my goodness. Take me to all of those places that you guys just mentioned there. Awesome. Well, good having you guys on the show. Love this time. I'm sure there are people listening in that say, hey, I want to get in touch with these guys. How do they get in touch with you? Mohammed, let's start with you. So you can either reach out to me. You can always, you can always call me. And my phone number is 469-831-5542. You can reach me on Instagram. And my handle is Mohammed Noor, the realtor. Or you can uh, reach me through email, and that's mohammed.jabberatcompass.com. Awesome. And we have that scrolling on the bottom there. Joaquin, Rodrigo, one of you share how they can get in touch with you guys. Uh, so uh, if you got to give us a call, call us at 877-554-8284. For email, you can reach us at, uh, at info at fcsfoundationandconcrete.com. Or you can also go to our website, fcsfoundationandconcrete.com. Dot com and uh, you can fill out the contact form. There'll be a few questions there. And, you know, we'll be look on the lookout for your call. Awesome. Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Again, if you're watching, give it a like, give it a share. Um, and just want to encourage you to tune in next week. We are always here, same time, same place, on the different Difference page, Wednesdays at 11 a.m. And, hey, we got some special exclusive events coming up for the community. So if you are specifically a part of the North Dallas Real Producers community, 
I hope, the team hopes, the community, speaking of community here, um, hopes to see you next week, March 23rd. We're taking over Top Golf in the Colony. It's going to be incredible. So please come up and say hi. Lendon, I'm going to invite you on to close the show and share a little bit about what you do. Uh, well, thank you, Rochelle, uh, and thank you both for being a guest on the show today. Uh, got a lot of, I mean, as as always, incredible, incredible connections that Real Producers uh, is making. And uh, uh, just to talk a little bit about the difference, we uh, we created this about a year and a half ago. Uh, we've had close to two million viewers right now. We're on pace to have about five million viewers this year in 2023. Um, we're starting a lot of new shows. One is called The Community Difference, where we will be spotlighting and showcasing um, the, the different uh, communities around. Uh, we started with Plano yesterday. Um, we've oh, already had about 25,000 viewers on that show alone in less than 48 hours. Um, so we're, we're excited about what we're doing because what we want to do in our mission is to show the businesses that are relational as well as transactional. Um, you know, one of the things that I was taught many, many years ago is you can generate revenue by being transactional, but you will create wealth and longevity if you're relational. And so we want we want the small businesses to have the opportunity to really connect with their communities because you can't be uh, if you can't become an icon in your community, it's hard to become one anywhere else. And so that's really what we focus on. Real Producers help us, helps us do that. Rochelle, Jordan, Lance, y'all are awesome. Uh, tune in next week, 11 a.m. for the next Real Producer show. We have it each and every week. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Thank you. See y'all later.